Yo, 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 welcome to another podcast episode of Fans in Motion. As Andrew would say if he was here, the podcast that you didn't know you needed. So this episode is part two of the uh, Ask the Questions to Eric Levy and He Shall Answer Them. We uh, posted this, I posted a... uh, something on facebook a few weeks ago on the fans in motion page on facebook where you could uh type in your question and we asked eric all of them there is going to be a part three so if you ask questions and they're not on this episode they will be on the last one that will be released in two weeks from this episode other than that, that's all I'm here is to put a little bit of a, a little bit of a beginning to the episode. Uh, I did not like editing this episode because I had my Bengals jersey on, you know, and it's hard to beat the Chiefs and the NFL and the NFL officiating. Um, so a little painful doing the editing. But anyways, here you go. Part two of... The Eric Levy episode. Ask the questions and he shall answer. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Michelle Webb asks, how come there are no concert dates in Washington State in 2023? Well, Michelle, if you do not know, there has been some legal issues with Levy and the uh, Washington State uh uh federal police i think it was federal charges right oh, states spread more <laughs> lies isn't youtube full of lies already uh michelle i would just tell you to uh hang on to your corn cob pipe because there may be some dates uh being um announced there or not um brandon bergfeld he wants to know have you ever met the other man the myth the legend alan Fitzgerald. Oh, I have never met Alan. Would absolutely love to and would, you know, imagine myself being, you know, just just being nothing but respectful and and showing gratitude of hey, you know, the last 12 years of my life would never <laughs> would never have been possible if you had paved, paved the way and then, you know, decided to leave the band. So yeah, really. It's Ed, of of the people out there who have had like the most influence over my life that I've never met. He's he's got to be up, you know, like maybe the top of the list. So, you know, Alan, if if you happen to be watching, you know, much respect, much gratitude, and um, you know, come out anytime, sit in. I'll 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 drink a beer and and hang out in the back. And but seriously, you know, all, mm-hmm. all respect and gratitude. Seriously, yeah. I just like uh, when there's an episode out there, if you haven't seen it, where I think we did like you play some of your favorite Fitz riffs. Oh, yeah. And you do the uh, the spooky sounds and touch of madness. And, you know, when you played, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I think I always concentrate on Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and now when I hear that, it's all like, <laughs> <laughs> yep there it is <laughs> oh we got a snort from robin 
All right, Lisa, you're up next. We need a snort. Uh, Jim Coon, remembering hauling ass back to the hotel to get your in-ear monitors that you forgot. That was right after Todd dressed me down for parking in the wrong spot. I was upset. You were awesome. Great memory for me. Probably not so much for you. Thanks, Eric. I do remember that because I want to say there's only been one time. Oh, and I felt terrible. We're talking about it was Colorado, right? I want to say. I think Jim's in Colorado, yeah. Yeah, and we oh, oh and and yeah, Todd did. Um Todd was angry about the parking. That's <laughs> but I I remember we were like pulling back in and um and and we got into like this altercation with like with with these like people going to the to the liquor store and like they wouldn't back up their car and we wouldn't back oh and it turned into like a whole thing, but it it turned out they weren't even there for the concert. They were just trying to go to the liquor store. <laughs> that's, that's that's my pervading yeah. memory of, of of that but yeah it's super kind of you i i remember just the disbelief i felt when we like you know arrived on property and i'm like oh i don't have my ears so th thank you so much for you know saving saving me on that occasion get, getting me back and forth um andy rock levado um, I think he might be just uh, a tad bit confused uh, with the difference between Eric Levy and Fitz, even though, you know, the band has made you uh, perform on stage as a Fitz clone, as it's been alleged. But he wants to know, do you remember the morning of American Bandstand the first time I seen and heard Night Ranger? Remember you guys played Don't Tell Me You Love Me? Uh, but didn't you guys play two songs? If so, what was it? I'll never forget that moment. Well, you did forget some of it. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't remember the second song. But uh, um, but uh, I, I think, Andy, uh, someone can leave a comment. I know someone knows, but if I remember correctly, the the clip is on YouTube, but the songs aren't for probably copyright reasons. Um, but that would have probably been sometime in 83. And even though you weren't with the band, um, you know, what were you doing that morning? Were you eating Captain Crunch, Dirty <laughs> Pebbles? 1983, I was eight years old. Um... Well, at least it's got a good wing chunk. Oh um <laughs> Uh, know what i was doing yeah getting ready for multiplication <laughs> tables or something yeah what uh, there's my question what was your cereal of choice back then cereal of choice oh um or was that like you know uh was that uh secular and it was just like quaker oats or some shit oh like like cereal was of the devil and yeah. it, off limits no it's i i it's i've always had a, a thing for cinnamon light like that's just good stuff Cin cinnamon life cereal yeah all right it's not fruity pebbles i think fruity pebbles was the uh correct answer but, oh uh, um, oh there was a it, that was that was a correct okay yeah was that so, uh, yeah so at eight years old you were um already making bad decisions sue frasic she wants to know do you have any plans on releasing an album of your original material the things you shared on social media is absolutely brilliant. And I'm sure she's talking about raccoon fornifications, parts one through 52. <laughs> um, so uh, now, Eric, do you remember uh, when I think we were in Wisconsin or something uh, and I, I pulled up 
and I was blaring. What was I blaring? Oh, uh, yeah. So it's at, 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 at you know just just after I spoke to Alan Hertz for two hours last night, and we were talking about that album. He, um, yeah, at, at, uh, we I have a full album in the can that uh, I've never released. Would would I should I have to I. It's man, Ed, Ed, the, the amount of work that Alan put into it, both playing drums and producing and uh, mixing and uh, oh, and the bass player killed it too. This guy, uh, Garrett Sayers, actually from Colorado, plays with a band called the Motet. You know, for 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 his benefit too. It's it, it's it's terrible that I never released it. Uh, I I will give you my short little soapbox uh, uh, talk about <laughs> the the reason why I I I feel more compelled these days to to um, focus on putting jams on social media than um, than releasing an album and it's it, it's it's like oh so first of all okay like like streaming music these days anybody who who creates a new album is um, uh, competing for listening time with not just you know other new releases but like the entire recorded history of music which is available to uh to people on their streaming services and then the amount of hours that are like it's, i can't remember the st statistic of like the amount of hours that are that are uploaded to spotify like daily and and then seeing charts about how the how the payouts to uh individual like independent musicians uh, from Spotify, Apple Music uh, ha have been um, have been going down. Um, uh, you know, it's, I, I think the record companies are doing okay, but it's the you know the the people who are who are getting less and less money for it are are the individual artists. So it's in a way, I'm feeling like you know why even bother playing that game that everybody else is playing? It's I I, I can wake up in the morning and I can choose you know. The minute or so of a jam that I want to post if I want to post that day and um you know I I, I I don't know I just I don't I don't want to play the game that's being played right now in the music industry I, I don't I don't think it would really serve me very well it's it, that's not to say that I shouldn't have you know it's a cop-out because I should have released this album already and I will or I should or yeah you know, I hope I will you know I hope my you, future self decides to do it we need to just print up 500 copies on vinyl you sign them uh maybe we put an eric levy uh you know gu guitar pick with the album cover or something cool in there as well and uh you just do it on vinyl man and and once everybody buys that a year later uh you put it on cd with a couple uh track or two that you didn't put on there and you know, maybe a bonus disc of the, you know, the raccoon opera. And um, <laughs> I think you, know. you might be onto something. That's, I had never considered that idea. Like, like why, why even start with streaming? Just, just start with vinyl. Well, just, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, eventually, I mean, I think with streaming, you, you may gain people who are not in the Eric Levy, you know, universe. Uh, but uh, I mean, the right off the people that are going to be, um, you know, buying this is your fans from Night Ranger, uh, Garage Mahal to a to an extent, and, and your mom, and uh, so 
Uh, I'll have to send her a free copy. I better pay for it. Um, but uh, um, I, I I thank you and thank you very much. I'd, sorry, continue if you would. But yeah, you uh, but I've you. I've heard the record. It's it's kind of it's it's a little bit more structured than what you put on. Uh, you know, Facebook, because you're breaking it into increments where these can be anywhere from probably what, five to seven, eight minutes long. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, you got stuff that's, I don't know, a little bit progressive, I guess. And then you got a little stuff that's more traditional where you could see it, you know, putting lyrics on it. And maybe it's a Night Ranger or Christopher Cross song or something like that. You know, it's where it's just like traditional you know, piano and stuff like that. And then, you know, you got something that sounds, you know, out there like a fucking alien getting jacked off or something. I don't know. But uh it's crazy. I wouldn't that sounds like <laughs> huh? Josh apparently does. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you've ever driven through Utah at night, you'll know what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is like uh it's 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 your progressive stuff that's really out there and then like the next track is like i said like traditional like ballad you, you know like i can see you playing like at a restaurant or you know like a fancy place and then the next one is I've done a lot like, of those gigs yeah and then the next <laughs> yeah. then the next one is uh you know you're out there a little bit kind of like some of the stuff you do on you know the uh your youtube stuff so uh i definitely think you need to get it out there um oh it's it, your encouragement and support and uh, for the question as well and yeah it, it's it, yeah just <laughs> gratitude gratitude and thanks and um well here's what you need to do you guys need to go on eric's musician page make sure you click follow like and you need to pester him saying hey where <laughs> is uh eric levy's new record alien jack off uh we want that record <laughs> and <laughs> we demand it i retitle it just for you yeah. yeah it's uh like the album cover i can see it right now there's like a a cd alien behind a dumpster and they like the ships up there you know and um you know you see the cops pulling up and um <laughs> so you got your alien album adventures as told by josh <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it does indecent does indecent exposure apply to aliens really <laughs> it, i mean it doesn't apply to like cats and dogs uh, um i guess it depends on what the aliens look like yeah. well whatever they look like i've probably fucked worse um uh, so uh william wasco i feel like <laughs> elmer fudd there uh <laughs> Well, W A S C O. So, William, how do you say Queensryche, Josh? <laughs> well, Queensryche was just, you know, trying to talk too much. I can say Queensryche, but uh, he wants to know what music do you enjoy that would be considered very different than uh, Night Ranger? Uh, you know, uh, you know, my favorite album that's different than Night Ranger is Eric Levy's Alien Jackoff record. <laughs> Uh, at least in 2024 but uh you talk some what you know uh coming at us from the future um i know you you know you mentioned chick korea and 
uh, some of those guys. What's what's some other stuff that's way out? You know, if Night Ranger's one end of the spectrum, what's the other end? Oh, I I, I do listen to probably more more jazz than anything, but but not exclusively. Like I'll um, I I I I try to pay attention like to like the first five ten minutes of my day because it's 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 always interesting i don't know you know i don't know what random song's gonna pop into my head that maybe i haven't heard in 20 years and where did that come from um that doesn't answer the question at all but i i do (laughs) i i do enjoy just like yeah music is music is music i i love um oh i i can think of something uh obscure was that thing i was playing for you the other night josh the uh uh, 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 Shiva Raman. He's this uh, uh, Indian percussionist. Oh, is that? And it's oh, it's deep. It's yeah, super it's deep. Fucking, I don't know if "deep's" the right word, but uh, uh, is that is that the one where he's doing the uh, uh, like all the time signatures or something? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I was making you listen to. Yeah. yeah. That right. Yeah. 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 Oh, that that dude is is just such a beast i'll like, uh we'll have, to put a, we'll have to put a link in the comments or something so everybody else can um enjoy that uh uh but who was the guy from oklahoma you said you were just listening to oh uh zach Bryan. i, I wasn't familiar with him and oh man i'm just uh, and, i can't think who was the other guy we were talking about one time you sent me uh billy strings or uh what the hell is his name uh kind of country oh uh, uh chris Stapleton. No, no, not, no. not uh is it Billy Strings or something like that? Um I'd, I'm familiar with him, but I haven't really oh maybe I did. Maybe I did send you a Billy Strings thing. I think but, I don't know. I could like, be wrong. up in my feed. I haven't listened to him a bunch, but from what I've heard, he's yeah, yeah. sounds great. So there I, you I go. love bluegrass. Bluegrass is you yeah, know I think yeah. that's that was it. Um so bluegrass is stuff. So William, if you wanna, you know, there you go. You got uh, the guy from Oklahoma and um, go uh, check out Chick Korea because I know uh, that's Eric's guy as uh, as well. Matthew Konzika, something like that. K O K O N I E C Z K A. Do you do side projects outside of Night Ranger? And of course, we know what album he's uh, wanting to know about. <laughs> do we? <laughs> So, uh, uh, well, the, the side projects, um, it, there's one I, you know, I know that, you know, you do a lot with, uh, I know you've made maybe a couple posts. I don't, you know, can you mention that? Oh, that's a great question. I, I would, lo- I would love to, but it's, I want, <clears throat> I, 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 I want to give this artist the ability to to right. truly release on his own terms that being said but the, the uh, timeline we're looking at right now is uh album release in may and um was just over there today we got loaned um a couple of uh pull tech mastering eqs to run our mix bus through uh from the same gentleman who who lent us a uh ssl g bus compressor so this is probably flying over most people's heads. It's I'm being non-specific because I just want to give him the opportunity to present this the way that he wants to present it. But it, I'm super psyched, and we've been working on this for 
I've been working on this now with him for over a decade. So super, super psyched. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. That's going to be ordered out. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hey, you don't have very, you know, very long to wait for that answer. And, uh, I think, uh, I think some of you are going to, uh, be, uh, really excited. So, uh, and I guess what other side projects I know you, you know, we got under the street lamp. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, those, those guys, the greatest. Yeah. It's, is, that's that's my um, Chicago connection too, because yeah, living in California for the last two decades, it's it that's an all Chicago band. Um, so well, it's well, yeah, under, it's under, under under the street lamp was uh, it's the guys from Jersey Boys, right? Um, that's the guys who started it, but at this okay. point, it yeah, it's, it's just whatever all the, four singers all right. are there. But yeah, it's kind of but like it's that but that's that same type of show and uh, you, and uh, you get to hear all those you know fifties sixties early seventies you know radio classics. Um, what show? And you were actually have seen Street Lamp in person. I did. I went up to uh, where the hell did I uh, Wisconsin. Um, we were only like a block away from Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, place. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know. I knew that he was up at that university, uh, but I didn't know exactly where. And you know, once that show came out, kind of did a little look, and I'm like, "Yeah, we could have threw a couple rocks and went over there." But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, Yeah. under the street lamp, it was uh, especially for you guys. (laughs) Um, oh, I have uh, to stay on bucket list. um, I'm okay. (laughs) But yeah, it was it was fun. It was uh, all those you know, uh, great you know, doo-wop songs and uh, all those other radio classics from the 60s and uh, 50s. And Eric's over there. It's a it's a different Eric, too, because he's got, you know, kind of like the suit on and the, what, like a nice, you know, hat. And, you know, he doesn't have the bandana and the Night Ranger garb. And he's up there uh, playing some uh, uh, piano there and uh, we had a lot of beers afterwards, and um, <laughs> did you? Uh, uh, so it was yeah, a, those, uh, those guys, those guys are the greatest. They re- they really are. But um, it's yeah. other than that. Oh, um, I've I've been playing here and there with a uh, a group out here called uh, the Left Hand Monkey Wrench Gang, and we just played Sunday night over in Sebastopol. Have, uh, I'm going to be with them uh sometime next month playing at Sweetwater Music Hall in Mill Valley uh but uh um that's all just uh uh Grateful Dead covers and every t- and every time we do it the band is different it's always different different players so the Sunday Night's band the, the drummer and bass player both are with uh play with uh Jerry Garcia band so fortunately they knew the songs really well and I was still trying. It was my first time ever trying to play Terrapin Station by the Grateful Dead, which I don't know if anybody's familiar with that. It's it's like this epic, like as I was listening to it like over and over and over and over all day. Like I have like I can't mess this up, but this song is crazy. And it's like new section and then other crazy. And how do you count this? And so um <laughs> Rely, relying on the guys from yeah like the actual jerry garcia band and all right they're they're there they'll they'll hold it down i can just kind of like you know jam over the top of it and be all right and now i can't get that song out of my head like every day now since sunday just non-stop terrapin station grateful dead 
there was a time and place uh if you wade through the smoke that the band or the crowd wouldn't know if they fucked up um oh how the times are changing in the uh, grateful dead bands now do you guys ever have like an east coast west coast thing like what you know how you got you know left hand monkey wrench band like does like the right hand monkey wrench band <laughs> like you guys ever have like that's the east coast horse? version like I, I have no idea where that name even comes from but there i i know that um in the bay area it's amazing it's because the grateful dead are a bay area band but there's i mean every night of the week you could it, there's got to be a live venue somewhere in the bay area where you can hear a band playing grateful dead songs it's it's like so pervasive out here there's so many musicians who it's like that's really just what they do it's like is playing bands that play grateful dead songs i i know that there's uh uh uh, some touring bands that are that are able to do it. A Dark Star Orchestra has been doing it yep. for a long, long time. And yeah. uh, Joe Russo's Almost Dead. Haven't haven't seen them, but heard great things about about them. So yeah, it's it really is a ongoing phenomenon. Now to be the part of Jerry Garcia in a Grateful Dead tribute band, you have to have diabetes. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's a prerequisite. Although certainly, um. With yeah, the, the the whole skinny guitar player thing doesn't really seem to be a thing. Well, if you're <laughs> going to be Bob Weir, uh, but uh, yeah, Bob um, Weir's in great shape. Yeah. He is. Well, it's been said that you are the Tupac of the left hand monkey wrench band. <laughs> um, so uh, hopefully, uh, the hopefully big, I don't, don't get big, down. Yeah, no. hopefully the the biggie of the right hand uh, <laughs> monkey wrench band. You know, you guys don't start. Uh, you know capping each other um that'd be for the best yeah um anna frank johnson how do you push through during a long tour when your energy is low and you just want to be home again well my thought my answer would be i would think you know if i was eric is when it's a long tour and you just you think about home you think about dirty diapers and the honey do list that the wife gives you. And you're like, hey, let's add some dates to this show, this tour. Um, Eric, how do you push through when you're just wanting to, to all end and get back home? Wow. I, I mean, I, I love, I mean, I, I actually genuinely love playing music. It's, you know, and, and especially getting up on stage with Night Ranger. I mean, it's, you know, it's always high energy. It's always fun. Um so it's it, yeah, of, of, certainly there's there's times where I'll where I'll be tired and be like oh you know yeah it'll be good to get home in a couple of days but um, what I what I try and do is um, um, just wherever I am whatever I'm doing just try and be present with that um, is my is my that's my response to it so like there are definitely times where it's the other way around too where. Yeah, I'm I'm changing a dirty diaper at home, being like, when does that party gras tour start? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, but but I I I feel like um, I I I keep saying I keep most sane if just wherever I am, that's that's where I try to be. So it's it's like if that thought comes into my head, I'm like, you know what? At this point, I'm hanging with my three year old son, who you know. Yeah, he he won't be in diapers forever, and this you know this is this is my moment to be here for him, you know. But then conversely, on the road, it's like yeah, I'm I'm I'll miss the kids, but it's like hey, you know, 
I love doing this. I have, I absolutely love it. And it's, and I, and even the days where I wake up and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm in such an adventurous mood today, you know, it might be nice to just chill it. You know, it's, I always feel like it's a good thing for me to get out and, and keep mm-hmm. adventure in my life. Or the short answer would be uh Kokianum, man. All right. <laughs> That's how I push through. Um, <laughs> I'm tired. Next thing I know, I'm on a 36-hour bender. Uh, how long did it... This is from Gail Roman. Um, the infamous Gail Roman. Um, how long did it take for you to feel like a true member of Night Ranger? Um you know what? It's I, I'm not I'm not going to say this to to blow smoke up Josh's ass or anything, but it, but I I think in a lot of ways, I I didn't really truly feel like you know, I I, I was anything but you know the temporary keyboardist du jour and, and, until fans in motion and it's and until I I started interacting directly you know, and and realizing like wow you know this is. This is really, this is really amazing. I, I rem- it reminds me of when I first joined the band and, um, and uh, jo- uh, Joel Hoekstra telling me, he's, he's like, there's, there's going to be some people who like give you dirty looks and scowl at you and act kind of rude. And it's not that they don't like you. It's just, you know, that they liked Christian and they, you know, maybe don't know why he's not here. And so I, tr- I tried to, to keep that with me too, but yeah, just the man, just, <laughs> and, and being able to be a part of something like this and and um you know fans in motion has really just revolutionized the the ex- the experience for for all the shows you know go, going from just you know like yeah ra- random people to all of a sudden like this this codified thing in this community that you that you all have built um yeah it, it's mm-hmm. that that does more to make me feel like i'm an accepted member of this band than than anything has I think if we were off air, the the answer he would give would be, uh, I truly felt like a true member of Night Ranger when uh, Brad threw a bottle of brown liquor at me. Um, <laughs> since then, we haven't been able. We're not allowed to have it on the uh, on the uh, the writer. Um, that would make a good origin story. Yeah, like we have brown liquor until Brad threw it at air. Well, listen. Uh, conspiracy now. <laughs> uh, like I said, the best stories are the ones that never happened. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, it, you know what you said is, uh, you know, you entered the Night Ranger. You know, uh, you know the era of Night Ranger where it really was like a rebirth. Um, the decade before the wasn't as many shows there was no studio albums except for hole in the sun which you know wasn't i think what a lot of fans wanted and right when you joined it coincided with this you know rebirth with uh you know these great studio albums and the acoustic record and uh the live record and uh you're obviously you know easily accessible to the fans and you're great with them uh you know which you know i've told all the guys that uh you know, yeah, straight up to Jack. I'm like, listen, I know he can piss you off sometimes. Um, and, uh, you know, he can't hold his liquor, but Eric is a great <laughs> ambassador. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> to, to the band. Uh, so, uh, and I think they know. I mean, uh, uh, you know, especially when you have, you know, you're the right personality to be in that band, you know. Um, oh, God, thanks. Uh, you know, uh, you know, that's as far as I'll go. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it works. And, um, uh, and I know all the fans, you know, who are, you know, still, you know, fans of this band uh, really appreciate you. Lisa, do you appreciate Eric? I absolutely do. You know, oh. uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, man, it's, uh, uh, you know, we, uh, we appreciate you uh, being in the band and helping carry on that uh, tradition that uh, Fitz started. And, uh, you know, uh, someday they will uh, sing songs about the time that you uh, really felt like an official member of Night Ranger when that <laughs> uh, bottle of brown booze uh, smashed across the side of your head. Um, and the tour manager was like, no more brown liquor. No more. <laughs> and Brad's like, you don't tell me what you do. Um, all right. Uh, Gail also wants to know, uh, uh, are you naturally shy? Or do you feel like fans are not really interested in you? And she continues, we are very interested in meeting in Taki, but I waited for you in St. Augustine. And you're the last to come out and seem surprised that I wanted you to sign my shirt. Um, so, uh, you know, are you naturally a uh, shy person or is it, uh, um, do you feel like the, you know, kind of what you were saying, maybe, uh, you know, before fans in motion and stuff, maybe you didn't uh, feel like the fans were interested in you, uh, you know, so. I, I always presume, I guess, that, you know, like any any long-term fans of the band, it's it's like, you know, it's really about about Jack and Kelly and Brad um, and, and, and the legacy that they've built. So yeah, maybe if that was my surprise, I was, mm. I, but, but that being said, I, I am naturally shy. Well, I don't know. Am I still? Yeah, it, it, I guess I am. Because it's, yeah, as long as I have that keyboard in front of me, then I'm, then I'm good. Yeah, but, we're going to get that keytar, break, break <laughs> you out. There's side. um, oh, it's, it, I, I'm, I, I'm not much for, you know, like pop psychology or anything, but there's, um, uh, you, uh, the YouTube algorithm like figured me out at some point and, and started sending me videos about Sigma males and what's a Sigma male. So if, if you've ever seen anything like that, I think, you know, if I have a personality type, it's, it, I'm probably a, a Sigma personality type, it, introverted. Yeah. Well, uh, that suit probably suits you well for being on stage in front of a thousand people every night in the spotlight. <laughs> on and but it's, yeah but that's fun. that's almost like playing a role though too yeah it's well, fun and i i do think uh i tell people it's weird you know just knowing you now and everything and it's like you know we'll hang before a show or whatever after a show and it's like this and then you know before the sh you know right before the show you come out in your you know your war outfit and it's almost <laughs> like i don't know this dude you know like uh <laughs> Uh, well, I can yeah. attest whenever I would sing, like, the 
the more people there were, the less stage fright I would have. Like if there was five people oh, just staring at me, like it would make my nerves ten times worse. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, because it's when there's only a few people, it's like you're making eye contact with all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's you know, people, all of them see all the, of your every move. <laughs> <laughs> um gail also wants to know how has touring with night ranger affected you and your style of keyboard playing that's a good question oh uh style of keep i feel like um yeah uh um so okay how, how do i make this not into a long diatribe but um uh keyboards are a, are a percussion instrument um and it's uh um no, that's not the right way to say. It. Okay, here's the right way. Uh, so Jeff Watson, famously eight finger technique on the guitar, right? Where it's uh, or however it looks, mm-hmm. and um, and and it's and it's almost like a like a pianistic kind of way to play the guitar to to play with the finger tapping style. And um, it was when I started learning uh, Alan Fitzgerald's parts and realizing like these are like some of these things are nothing like any other rock keyboard part I've ever I've ever encountered and it's it's things that could only really be played if you're playing like different fingers with different hands at different times and it's you know way more of like that eight finger kind of kind of technique and then at some point in time I heard I think Brad might have told me that um Jeff Watson had had been inspired by keyboard players to come come up with the technique that the way that he did so it's I feel like there's there's some thread that happened in there between Jeff Watson and 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 Fitz, where then by the time I I inherited this uh, this material and and started shedding it and learning how to play it, it's um I, I uh, to a certain extent I I had been trying to like work on my uh, independence and ten finger playing I guess I'll I'll share one more thing to make it a longer diatribe I guess but. Um, uh, oh, and this will tell you how like nerdy, uh, introverted I am too. So, um, at at some point years ago, I was I was researching uh, hard drives for my computer studio computer setup, and um, the uh, hard drives have something called a RAID configuration, R A I D, that you can do where um, you can you can just take any hard drives and and like kind of combine them, and depending on how you can you can combine them, it's it doesn't only uh, give more storage space it'll actually make that uh faster make that connection faster and uh sounds kind of weird right or or but but um i read something as i was researching that made it that made it click for me and it was uh, uh somebody saying imagine it imagine you're doing laundry and you're only using one hand as opposed to using two hands when you're doing laundry and, and how much more quickly will that process go if you're not just with the same hand trying you know trying to do it all and um, and that flashed me back to when I was a kid studying with my dad. My dad was a saxophone player, and and he was uh, I was always trying to play like as fast as he could, and always struggling to like how can I play faster, you know, to play as fast as he does. And um, I remember even like asking him point blank one day, like, why can you play faster than me <laughs> still? And and he said, because I play saxophone and you play piano, and you can just play saxophone faster. Then you can play piano. And I just like accepted that as truth until this like realization hit me as I was researching hard drives that um, like, wait a second. The reason why if if this is all true, this raid stuff, then it applies to like hands. And if I pretend that my two hands are both two hard drives, then um, 
not only will I get 10 fingers, you know, double the fingers if, if I use all 10 fingers for, for uh, playing melodies and, and soloistic lines, but, but also I'll be able to play faster in theory. And that's why my dad could play faster than me because on saxophone, that is how you're playing. You've got, you know, but it looks like this, but it's all 10 fingers, you know, interacting and all contributing to one note at a time melodies. So it's at that point, it, I never would have gone so deep down this rabbit hole if it hadn't been for uh, the direction that uh, Fitz's parts had had, had put me on, um, mm. but yeah, <laughs> once once I once I got to that point, then it then I was like, okay, I have to see if I can prove this theory true or hypothesis or whatever. And that's still like my passion today. I'm like, I'm sitting there on the airplanes practicing, you know, like trying to be, you know, like nice to my neighbors, keeping my arms crossed like this. But I'm like, you know, doing trying to make good use of travel time. But yeah, uh, it, that that yeah. whole course of, of things never would have happened without without Fitz and Jeff Watson, really. Um, do you think Fitz, you know, because, you know, we had talked to David Lauser uh, before and Lauser was in bands with Fitz back in the, you know, early 70s, mid 70s. And he said as good as Fitz was on keyboards, he was an even better bassist which you know, he was, you know, he was a bass player in Montrose uh, with Sammy Hagar. Um, so, you know, you have, you know, that. And um, and if I remember correctly, Jeff said, you know, in an interview one time, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, you know, Jeff saying this, but uh, um, that they were, and he, he said the song, so Young Girl in Love, or it was something like that. It was one of the non-hits from Dawn Patrol. They were working on, you know, that song and Fitz was having some issues with like getting the keyboard, you know, part what he wanted. And, you know, I think then Jeff was like, well, let me see if I can do it on guitar. And that's oh. kind of where that he started getting that eight finger technique. So it would have been it would have wow. been something like At Night She Sleeps or Young Girl in Love something like that it was one of those type songs and uh you know but he said then you know after you know trying to do that then it opened up oh i can do you know more with this um but, wow uh, thanks for uh, sharing that. that's really know, cool uh and the and the interview the, the if he said that in that i watched isn't all that old it'd probably be within the last five years and he was in his house um uh when mm -hmm. he did it um Patrick Fitzgerald, no relation to Alan. Um, how do you feel about keyboards that were such a big part of the Night Ranger sound um, to now somewhat taking a backseat or hardly being used? Uh, by the way, you are such an awesome keyboardist. Um, he thinks that uh, you are not utilized the way you should be. Um, I somewhat disagree with uh, the maybe on the maybe some of the new songs I, I guess you know we could always use more uh those uh keys but uh i mean i think you know you're you know on the classic songs i mean you're still doing all those classic fits riffs yeah um, it's, it th thank you so much pat that's very kind of you and um yeah it's um <laughs> It's it it is it is something I come across where uh yeah when when I'm trying to come up with with parts I I am always trying to think you know like what's what's the what are the classic keyboard instrumentations and what are the classic kind of keyboard lines um 
and and trying to make anything that grow out of that but the, there have been times where um oh on on the i think on on the on the new album we had the uh that's so hard to make it easy song and and um and 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 jack's you know hit me up like hey you know you can you can you know play even more you know because i said i made you know like a kind of safe version of it and sent sent off the tracks to him he's like you can you can go for it even more you know just go for it and you know and um and and i think the next time that i saw him and kelly we we were talking about it now and i was like you know it was really really fun to play that way on the album it's you know i never would have thought to do that just because that was never part of the um the classic sound to which kelly told me you know we we didn't have you in the band back then and if we had you in the band back then we you know we might have known you you could play this way and ask you to do it so yeah it's, i i i i try and always balance balance that line as, as far as like how i'm being used in the band really you know it, as long as truly as as long as jack brad and kelly are are happy with what i'm doing that's 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 really you know to, to me that's 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 really the only important thing <laughs> you know uh, Ho hopefully they still are <laughs> well uh um i think you're okay i mean especially after firing you know jack a couple years ago oh, and i still hear and, that i still hear about that one and uh <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't publicize it my weight <laughs> we didn't publicize it as much but uh then firing brad um last year <laughs> um Who's on the chopping block this year? Stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> Kathy Stewart Walquist. She wants to know what is your favorite fan moment? Oh, I, I don't know if this counts as a fan moment, but the first time we played um, uh, in Chicago after, after I had joined Night Ranger was playing at the... Um, Oh, I don't know what they call it these days. It used to be called the World uh, Theater or, or World Amphitheater out in uh, Tinley Park, Illinois, and, which is where when I was a kid, I went and you know saw Metallica and Rush and Genesis. And, and here, here I am like, okay, you know, first, first show with Night Ranger in Chicago and it's, you know, there on that stage you know at that <laughs> and um inside so I, I was just i was psyched i had butterflies i you know it was it was an, it was an amazing night and um and 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 so I, after we were done playing it i was hanging with the family who are who were there and 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 before before getting back on the tour bus todd todd pulled me aside he he was like so you know we We've got these like hardened uh, Chicago union guys, or you know, Chicago's known for for their tough union guys. But 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 these guys were happy to hear that you know you're you're one of their own, and they're wondering if you would sign this drumhead for them. Mm -hmm. So it's it that that was yeah maybe the most meaningful thing I've ever signed, just because you know the the circumstances around it mm -hmm. it felt really special. Um, I always like the story of when I think like the first show you played, you were at a casino and maybe you, you went outside to put stuff away and you came back in. You, you yeah, that locked. was my first show with the my first show with the band. Yeah, we were in uh uh it it uh Thunder Valley Casino just outside of Sacramento. So for me it was like a two hour, two and a half hour drive. It kind of just felt like a you know, play, just going out and playing another, uh, another local gig almost, um, uh, you know, except of course it wasn't, it was my first Night Ranger show and, and, and little did I have any 
idea really but but after the show um uh one of the crew guys uh, texted and he's like hey we're you know i i hear you're hitting the road and going back home but you know we uh we're we're over in the restaurant if you want to come and join us for a meal before you head out and so i was like yeah i'll i'll, I'll do that so i so i parked the car and i walked back inside and just kind of like walked in and looking around like okay where's where's this diner at and and then like a couple people walked up and they're like hey great show and you know thanks and another couple people hey great show and can we get a picture and um so it's and so before i knew it i i like realized that i i was completely encircled like completely surrounded but but everybody everywhere i looked like everybody was smiling so i you know it, it felt good and positive but it was like wow you know i've never experienced anything remotely like this in my you know <laughs> where am i and 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 that's when a security guard walked over and asked me if i needed an escort and I said, I guess so. <laughs> and thanked everybody and, and went off and ate. Yeah, that, that was a real eye opener. Like, whoa, okay. That garage mahal days, that was not a not a potential thing. <laughs> um how the times are changed now, uh personal security is in his writer. Um oh. uh you doing okay time wise, Eric? Oh yeah, doing good. All right. Um you hear the the crying baby in the background that's all it's all right it's all right uh tamara martina she wants to know what is the best and the worst part of touring oh the the best part for me is is the is the music is the is the moments when yeah we're actually like on you know when when the music's hitting you know it, there's there's just nothing like that feeling getting into the flow state and yeah to me to me that's 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 the best part um the worst part um when an airline loses your luggage maybe those aren't those aren't <laughs> fun times <laughs> you know uh you know that's when they like all right uh you're gonna have to dig through uh you know one of the other guy's locker and find something that find something to wear and next thing you know eric comes out in the bumblebee outfit or kelly's pajamas yeah <laughs> kelly's pajamas yeah kelly hey he said that uh those he said he wish he could still wear them uh, they're comfortable uh but uh, uh they look comfortable you know really it wouldn't be that hard as long you got you got to do is find a thrift store right <laughs> they, every city's got one and you go in there and you get a you know used pair of scrubs for five bucks and you're just fits from the uh midnight madness cover mm. so uh, that's something i've yet to, to do is the full-on scrubs yeah. it has been suggested i'm telling you you need to do it Midnight madness tour yeah <laughs> um Christy Casey Orman, she would like to know, I really enjoyed you going live on Facebook. During the COVID shutdown, you'd play different tunes and acknowledge those who were tuning in. Um, do you ever plan to do that again? So, um, I mean, I know you have been. Have you kind of taken a break from that over the last week or so? Oh, yeah, it's... Um... Uh, th thank you so much for for tuning into those lives that that was something that was like it was really short i guess yeah once like when the pandemic hit i was like well hey i've got this studio at home full of full of keyboards so i should just start going live and doing that 
and 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 got my computer figure configured and everything working well enough but it was um um i was still working through the uh, anyway working through the bugs but yeah I, I did do a handful of um and it was really fun yeah being able to like be playing live and read people's comments and oh sure okay yeah we can <laughs> it, that was actually really fun now that you mention it maybe, maybe it'd be cool to do again the, the reason why i stopped uh doing it and didn't continue is because um i was uh gifted man what a nice gift that was i was i was i was gifted a uh a, a mac pro computer from uh the out the same album that'll be coming out in may from from that gentleman uh, when 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 he replaced his studio computer and and so um, then I I reconfigured everything at home. I had just been running everything off my off my laptop, but all of a sudden I'm like, okay, you know, I'm actually going to have like a home studio computer, and and that's completely revolutionized what I'm able to do with my jams in general. But it's I just uh, when that point happened in in the transition over to it, I I just never got the I had aspirations of getting the live thing set up uh with the new configuration but i guess i just i i never got to it but th thank you thank you and now that i talk about it i i did enjoy doing it um ron crockett uh, uh no relation to davy that we're told um when you're singing on stage your microphone always appears to be way too high that's not the only thing that's high. It's like you're always stretching to sing into it. Is there a reason behind that? So uh, um, why why are you doing the Lemmy let me, let me mic, man? Oh, um, usually just because I'm like too passive to tell anybody that it's too high. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's close enough. And and also the assumption that of the five of us, my my mic is probably like the least in the mix. So what does it really matter if it's, you know, a little little distant? But it's our um our wonderful uh, lighting director, Steve Token, who uh who who's who sets the uh the keyboards up um and then goes and and runs all the lights and makes everything look incredible. Um, so I, I, I guess he's he's the one I should I should talk to one of these days. Next time I notice it's too high, I'll I'll remember. <laughs> oh, uh, I should say something. You know, uh, and uh, I hope uh, my Bengals beat uh, Steve's Chiefs this. Well, oh, when this is when this is released, we'll game. know. I'm looking forward um, to that game. Uh, 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 P. Uh, I don't know how to say that name. Yenda Javier. Uh, some of these questions we already know. Uh, who was your biggest influence? Um, he wants to know, would you make a solo album? We've already talked about Alien Jackoff. Uh, what do you think of Derek Sherinian, musically speaking, of course? Um, uh, I have not uh, uh, come across Derek or met Derek, but I know uh, we have a shared connection with uh, Brad Gillis. Um, who uh, uh, Brad Brad has talked about kind of helping Derek start get his mm -hmm. start back when he did, and I know uh, Derek. I want to say is from like Santa Cruz Bay Bay Area. So yeah, we just we haven't crossed paths, but certainly um, uh, certainly very talented, no question. Yeah, uh, he's talked about that in some interviews. Uh, I I know he mentions how they met, but he had you know was not known at all and his first gig was 
it was right after night ranger broke up um so this would have been like 89 uh they i don't know if he was in mega mega you know around that in that time but uh you know he talked about it being kind of 80s rock and mm. stuff like that but uh but yeah he mentions brad's the one who gave him uh his start and he really? plays on gill rock ranch a lot of that record uh and i'm pretty sure he plays keys on the album that brad's putting together now um so they're still uh you know doing stuff together for those that don't know shrenian yeah. uh was with dream theater for a while um he's cur uh, currently with sons of apollo which is like billy sheehan mike portnoy maybe jeff scott soto something like that um yeah uh, it looks like a cool band and, very very much yeah. so I saw him. He was playing keyboards with Yingve, um, uh, Unleashing the Fury. So, uh, but he's played with a lot Got of serious chops to to keep up with that music. Yeah. Is there a song out there that uh, you would like to do, but Night Ranger has not done or just said no? <laughs> um. I I think it would be cool to play Restless Kind at some point. Um, I don't know if it'll ever. I was told straight up it'll never happen. But it's yeah. If there's anyone, I I think that'd be a cool one. Well, you know, there was a time when uh, I don't think we ever thought we would hear Reason to Be played. So uh, ooh, that's fun. You know, that's uh, that's uh, that's one of my favorite Night Ranger tunes. That's that one is really inspired. I mean, I figured with the law of averages, the more I'm around you guys, the more comfortable you're going to get and the more you're going to slip up and I'm going to get blackmail. And, you know, <laughs> and it's going to be like, you know, you know, there's Josh's end game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, hey, don't make me call her. You know, I'll, you know, either you start hitting the fucking chords, the restless kind, or I start <laughs> typing in some phone numbers. Uh you know, the next thing you know, we're getting that full fucking man in motion record play. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Dave Nadalman, a uh, longtime listener and a uh, longtime caller. He wants to know what are your top three jazz records? Ooh, wow, top three. Off the top of my head, um, do compilations count? Sure. <laughs> I'll I'll stick to, I'll stick to traditional albums. Uh, uh, John Coltrane, Giant Steps, uh, Chick Corea, Now He Sings, Now He Sobs, and Keith Jarrett, My Song. I'm go with. Oh, but it's like five seconds later. I'll be like, no, nah, I've got a better list. But I thought, it, that's I, the list I came up with in I the thought, moment. I thought you would do, uh, uh, what's the big Chick Corea record? Uh, the blue album cover. Oh, Light is a Feather. You're right. Light is a Feather. Why did I say Now He Sings, Now He Sobs? Yeah, that's that's the one right there. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what a Dark Horse one is? That like it, most jazz pianists don't even know about this dude. Uh, uh, Loverboy. Dave. Dave Frischberg and he was like I, I think because he, he was LA but he's from New York and he anyway 
I just, I can't get enough of listening to him play. And like, I'll, I'll yeah, periodically just put on his, uh, one of his albums and, and immediately just, yeah, I think if I was Desert Island, I would, I would have to have some big Frischberg with me too. There you go, Nadalman. I want you to purchase all three of those records and I want photos <laughs> of them. And, uh, you know, I want to, you can great. stream them. Uh, no, 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 no. We don't stream jazz. We purchase the nice warm vinyl. Um, Emily Medler wants to know what's your favorite song to do keyboards on? Um, I guess we'll stick in the Night Ranger world there. Uh, um, what what songs do you like to tickle the ivories? What's well, I think you said Sister Christian earlier. Uh, Call my name. Let's just throw out one more. What's one that you uh, you know? Uh, if your buddies come to see you, you're like, hey, don't go piss during this. <laughs> oh, let's see. I'm like looking through my patches here. What's it? Oh, Rumors in the Air is always fun. That's a good, because I get to do the... Uh... <laughs> I get to do that part. Now see Lisa and, oh, that's and the like best the, ride riff. <laughs> Lisa, Robin, isn't that cool? This, this yeah, is very. <laughs> we need to hear that more when we go. Uh, oh, right on. <laughs> um, like I said, Robin or uh, Lisa, um, you know, eventually we'll get them to do what we want. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I, I think I. <laughs> You know, the first thing That's I got to do is, is I got to magically start getting brown liquor to appear backstage. <laughs> um, if anybody can do it, I, I trust it's you. I'll walk in like Barney. <laughs> hey, <do> I? <laughs> um, oh, uh, and then uh, Jack will never talk to you again and it'll be my fault. Um, uh, it'll be all right. Uh, well, I just gotta get that blackmail. Like, talk to me, Jack. <laughs> um, uh, I love Josh's voice for himself. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>